0: Of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio.
1: And I'm Janelle.
0: Short and to the point.
1: <laughs> have I ever done a Janelle?
0: I mean, probably, but you know, I like that you're you're it's succinct. <laughs> you want to get to watching TV. You don't want to mess around
1: Guys, with
0: excessive talk this you night. Have so
1: much TV to watch.
0: There always is. Uh welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here on this. Episode of episodes. One hundred fifty-seven episodes. That's a lot.
1: That is a lot. That's a
0: hundred more than when we did episode fifty-seven.
1: That's amazing.
0: I know. <laughs> that's that's quick math there. <laughs> uh, we have had a week at home. We also um, did fun things at home, and we're going to tell you all about them. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to jump
1: into in the, the spirit news. Of, in the
0: spirit of speed. We're going to news. All right, well, quick business uh, while we are in our news segment. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, hit your Google Podcasts, and tune in. Emails Orange mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at show, Twitter at mandarinorange. Please like our Facebook group and join the group and like our Facebook page. That's fast tonight.
1: Wow. Those are all
0: the things we want you to remember.
1: All right. Talk about Popbox Presents.
0: This is big news. So, um, just want to do another reminder. So, a couple weeks ago, we did, I guess it was, yeah, it was like a week and a half ago now. We did uh, our first of our 2021 series, um, our live Popbox Presents series. And we had August Moons. Um, and they did their new track. It was super exciting. Had a good turnout. And um, people seem to have enjoyed the video. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a lot of people watch it, and we've got good feedback. So we're excited to continue on the series. This Saturday, which is April 24th, we're doing our next one, and it's with the band Map, which is uh, Josh Dooley, and he is really awesome. We have done stuff with Map for years. For years. Because um, he's on Velvet Blue Music, uh, is the record label, which is uh, our friend's from years ago. They started the uh, Blue Christmas concert with us twenty. Uh, 20- what was it 24 years almost now? Yeah. Ago. And we um, have had, Map has probably played it, I don't know, six or seven Blue Christmases over the years mm-hmm. of those 23. And he's done a number of other shows for us. Um, and I've gone to see him and playing at other shows. So. I've been around map for a long time. Love his stuff. I'm super excited for Josh to join us on Saturday. You guys do not want to miss it. He's very talented and he will be playing his stuff live on camera if uh, if everything goes to plan. So um, Which is cool because some of the times during our live streams the bands are going to pre-record stuff and that you know makes it so that we can have the show run smoothly and um, you know, it's there's a lot that goes into playing live on camera, so sometimes that's the better option, and sometimes, you know, we leave the option open for the band to play live, and he's going to be doing it live on camera, which is super rad. So um, you do not want to miss it. If you join us live, you can find it on the Pop Vox Music Facebook page. I also uh, I try to share it on the Mandarin Orange Show page, uh-huh. um, which I'm not hundred percent sure, like you know, how well that goes. So if you can't find it, Pop Vox Music on uh, on Facebook. And I'll, I'll, I'll try to put it in our group and stuff here for Mandarin Orange Show as well. So it's going to be really cool. And then, of course, if you don't make it on Saturday to watch it, Saturday at 4 o'clock Pacific Time, by the way, if you don't make it to watch it live, it'll be available on the Facebook page and on our YouTube channel, uh, the PopVox Music channel, after that. Yes, it will. Super cool. I'm very excited. I think he's going to do two or three songs. Um, we'll see. So um, the whole idea with these is they're short streams. They are you know, half an hour or less is the goal. And so... A good quick little show to watch and get a little taste of a cool new artist and hopefully spread the word about some cool music. Yay. So that's coming up. And we got other ones after that, but that's the one I'll talk about for now.
1: So I was queen for the day.
0: You might be thinking, man, there's a lot of kings and queens for the days, but yeah. It's super popular. So basically You know, one
1: person who hasn't gotten to be king for the day. I don't know, yet. Everyone
0: else has a means of being king and queen for the day. <laughs> And here I am, just your low, lowly serf.
1: I said you could just have one, and you wouldn't accept it. Well, You, gotta,
0: you have to give it to me for a reason.
1: <laughs> I can't just give it to you because you're a good husband.
0: No, because then everyone will resent me. I'm not like a true heir to the throne. <laughs> I have to actually, like, you know, you're claim like that my Queen birthright. Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I'm not usurping anyone. I just, just trying to, just trying to live my day.
1: All right. Well.
0: So, what did we do on your queen for a day? This one was a lot more, like, free form than your I other one. It was
1: ones. so chill. I loved it. Um, I slept in. Yeah. And then I got some takeout Mexican food. Yeah. And it was, like, at a place we've never tried,
0: but... Well, it's fairly, Relatively new in town. Yeah. It was good. It was very good. Could, I got shrimp tacos, and they were tasty.
1: The salsa...
0: Salsa was very good. They had a good, like, hot salsa. You always, you can always tell, like, one of the signs of a good Mexican restaurant is that they actually have a salsa that's hot. And I'm not talking about, like, <laughs> paste picante sauce hot. I mean, like, makes me sweat.
1: And it made you sweat.
0: It did. Now this was not, like, we have one near us called Mr. Taco, which is one of my all-time favorite taco places, like, Mexican food places. They have, in their salsa bar... I think something like 10 different salsas. It's incredible. And their super hot one is like a thick paste. And they have like a little tiny like quarter teaspoon spoon to serve it up. (laughs) And that stuff, like I go and I get like several of those. And then you like
1: put it on your Diablo.
0: Oh, yeah. Because I already get the spicy shrimp. But then I add the like thick paste. And they, you know, they have them like arranged by heat. So there's some other pretty hot ones that already make me sweat. But that one is one of the few salsas that really like kicks me.
1: Like, I don't know why you'd want. To I mean, I'm that like sweating
0: hot. when I eat it. It's why amazing. Why
1: Like even enjoyable.
0: Oh, it's so good. The flavor is good, and it just really makes it a good strong taste. I think it's because I have a poor sense of smell, and therefore, uh, you know, I don't ha- I don't taste things strongly. So I like bold. Super strong flavors. Whether it's really sweet or really rich or really spicy, it's got to, like, taste good, you know? Anyway, this place had a good one. It wasn't quite that hot, but it was pretty hot. And I... Mild sweats.
1: You know, heard they had good tacos, so I tried every single kind of taco they had. We had the street tacos. We had the soft tacos. And we had the hard shell tacos. And? I'm... Mine favorite was the hard shell taco with ground beef.
0: Interesting. That seems like that's the least... That's not
1: usually the one i pick.
0: That's like the least authentic-y sounding one. That
1: no, was good. A
0: ground beef hard shell taco. That's like... Good. That feels very like Midwestern mom taco to it me. It didn't
1: taste like a Midwestern <laughs> mom taco.
0: Nothing against Midwestern moms. Just, you know, <laughs> probably less close to the Baja <laughs> Peninsula. No, it was
1: like... Fried in grease, hard shell taco. Like they fried it all.
0: That's true, because no one in the Midwest ever fries anything in (laughs) grease.
1: It's it's true, it's true. They are very unknown for their deep frying. Minnesota,
0: you know, Wisconsin up there.
1: And it was good. It was good. We'll try again.
0: All right. What else besides the tacos? We
1: watched the 1955 version of Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. And then I showed. Well. We did, like, an excerpt of the 1970s Mickey Mouse Club. And then we watched the new Mickey Mouse Club.
0: Or MMC,
1: for MMC. Sure. Mickey, Mickey Mouse, rock, rock the, the house. house. And then we watched a scene from Kids Incorporated, which was also one of my go-to shows. And then, just so we could be, like, authentic and show our childhood, you showed a scene from... Well, you were showing
0: all these shows that have like comedy sketches and musical bits, and you know, people host, you know, kids hosting it. And I watched a lot of those, too, but not near as much as you did. The equivalent for me that I thought of was, you can't do that on television, which was...
1: And what did you find out it was just like? It's
0: it's like proto-Tim and Eric. It's just bizarre and gross, and it's no wonder that I have the... You
1: said the intro was just like...
0: Yeah, the intro is like Monty Python's Flying Circus. And like you it's didn't notice
1: when you were Terry there.
0: Gilliam animations. Well, I didn't know. Like, I saw this before I ever saw that, and I never made a connection, so... There's no wonder I like it. It's bizarre and weird and it's we didn't just watch... It's so
1: great you can find anything on YouTube. Although I did not find the sketch Little Pieces of Tape.
0: That's right. You were trying to find that. Which was
1: what I reenacted on many of my home videos as a child. This is a
0: sketch from the Mickey Mouse Club. Janelle and her sister Amber probably like four times at different points did they video themselves reenacting the sketch. Some of them just in the privacy of their own home. Some of them in... in uh, in talent shows, other ones at the daycare, making kids participate in it.
1: <laughs> All over the place. Yeah, did it in the talent show. Yeah. That's right. So, little pieces of tape, guys. If you can find a sketch, you can find the MMC sketch. Send us a link. would be much obliged.
0: Yeah, because we, I mean, I haven't done a deep dive yet, but it wasn't an easy
1: find. No. But anyway, that was fun. And then, for dinner, I got in and out that's what a hamburger's that's all about. That's what it's about.
0: all
1: about. Gosh, that's... Oh, and we did some home movies.
0: We wa- yeah, we recorded childhood. some home movies. And we went on a walk.
1: Oh, I remember I picked a walk.
0: Yeah, remember?
1: That's a good walk. And we did parkour.
0: Yes. Kid parkour.
1: I did dance parkour. You
0: did dance parkour. It's pretty great.
1: So, yeah, it was just a good relaxing day. I got to do whatever I wanted. And I love it.
0: Queen for a day.
1: It's a good one.
0: I'm the surf, you're the queen. But Definitely someday I'll be king. Set
1: it up in your family.
0: Yeah, someday I'll be king. Um, highly recommended. I'm jealous. Highly. Well, I also recommend that we move along to our next segment. We are rocketing through this tonight. And we're rocketing straight on to something that I'm very excited about, and I'm sure you are. We've got some listener mail.
1: What? Again? You got mail.
0: We heard, again, from our frequent writer her Julie.
1: Yay!
0: And um, I think she's caught up on our episodes now, so she's just commenting on our most recent episode, which is exciting to hear. And here we go. Uh, the title of the email is games which is appropriate, and she says this. In your last podcast, one of your topics was games. Video games, card, and board games. A few that you talked about our family also had, like the video games we Sport, Super Monkey Ball that you mentioned. Yes, excellent. Also, we had Nintendo DS, which all three of us, husband, myself, and daughter, played board games on together, and Mario and other games. Ooh, I wonder, okay, with the DS, I wonder if they had Clubhouse games. That's like a great... Board game collection mm-hmm. on the DS. I bet you that may be what she's talking about. Although there's other ones too. There's a lot of like board game adaptations, and I love doing those. Obviously, we love playing real board games as well. But it's it's fun sometimes. It like fun. it's quicker, you know, or you can do it on the run. Yeah, on the go. You don't have to like you know? bring
1: a bunch of stuff with you.
0: So, I think those are good uh, good options. And she says, in card and board games, to mention some you did, we had Rook. Millborn, codenamed Clue, which are all great, especially Rook. That's my all time.
1: Rook's the best. One of my all
0: time favorites. There, um, some of the games you talked about are unfamiliar to me, but was interesting to hear about. When my daughter was young, I searched eBay for different board games. I got one called Thirteen Thirteen Dead End Drive, lots of interesting silly traps to set up on the board to off your opponent. Also got one called Spy Alley, which was a fun strategy secret identity game. So I've never heard of thirteen thirteen Dead End Drive. Well, I never heard of either of them, but um, but I did look up thirteen thirteen Dead End Drive, and it actually reminds me a lot of this game we had as a kid in my family called Witch Witch, um, which is kind of a similar like three D board game. You kind of set it up like make a little you know there's a little wall. The mine was obviously a little different but very similar and it's interesting they marketed that in multiple names also throughout the years like they just kind of rebranded it and put different faces on it they had a Ghostbusters version there was a uh, haunted house and I don't know other ones like that so they would just kind of rebrand it and reorganize it and stuff but it was the same basic idea where it's like this 3D you know creepy house mm-hmm. with like physical stuff like almost like mousetrap type of right. things that you set up so I mean I think there's a little more to this one but it looks kind of fun so Anyway, that's cool. Let's Fun look into Fun stuff
1: those. to add to the list.
0: All right. Then she says, being a girl of the 70s, my sister and I played Mystery Date.
1: <gasps> and then, I love Mystery Date.
0: And then years later, as a mom, reminiscently played with my daughter. As you progress your token in the game, open a door on the board, reveal a date, and hopefully land a hunky surfer dude, mm-hmm. or prom date, or cute bowling guy, etc. But if we got the dud, we squealed and slammed the door. Some games are just for fun, and some, as you mentioned, are learning tools. And either way, family bonding time. I have many more vintage games I could tell about from my childhood, or with my daughter in more recent years. I see why top five is hard to narrow down. Yes. Thank you. She has sympathy for me.
1: Whatever. You always break the rules. Um, th- though, Julie, you reminded me of Mystery Day. What about Mall Madness?
0: I feel like that was like the 80s. Right? Wasn't that like a little yeah, bit later? Yeah,
1: and it was like electronic. Yeah. And you had like a credit card. I
0: mean, I never played these, but I know go you did in the,
1: the mall. I had like guy friends who I, they'd come over and my sister and I would make them play it. You know, the guys at mini church or small group. Right. And they pretend like they didn't like it, but they loved it. Well, they loved an excuse to play like a really popular. Yeah. But girl's they didn't want to
0: like actually like yeah. own it. Yeah. So they
1: totally play like mystery date and mall madness. With is it us. mall
0: madness one where you like call the answer on the phone? Yeah. Or is that mystery date?
1: That I think mystery date is the phone one.
0: I would only know from the They had an, I an
1: electronic version of mystery date, and I think probably like we a more updated
0: version or something. Yeah, sister.
1: Write in and remind me, cause like. She has such a better memory than I do. I want to know your memories of mall Madness and Mystery Date. Because I know we had them both.
0: Well, and then she find, she finishes it off and says, Appreciate all of your podcasts. Goodbye for now.
1: Thank you, Julie.
0: And thank you for writing and telling us about your games that you played. If you have more you, want, you think of, we'd love to hear it. Or other listeners, if you would like to tell us about games that you play as a family or anything else like that. You can write to us at mandarionorangeshow at gmail and we would love to hear from you.
1: Yes, we would. And we'll read
0: it on the show,
1: and it's exciting. Or if you don't want us to read it on the show, you could just write in and say hi.
0: That's true. You could do that.
1: Some people are embarrassed.
0: If you and we have gotten people that have written in like that before, and if you just you know specify, don't read this on the show, we won't. But I like to read it on the show. It's fun. <laughs> So, mandarinornshow at gmail.com. And thanks again, Julie. And up next, speaking of top five, we've got a top five to go through. Every time a bell rings, we give our
1: top five.
0: All right, for this week's top five, we are listing our top five movie trilogies. Now, we set some rules. First of all, you know, it has to have three movies, right, in a movie trilogy. But sometimes, like, there's, for instance, Star Wars ones have multiple trilogies. So if you want to pick something like that, we said you have to specify which of the trilogies. Or something like Indiana Jones, where it was a trilogy, and then they added a new one. You know, you could specify, like, the original trilogy or whatever. So Uh you got to pick three movies, but it can't. It has to have been considered a trilogy, at least at some point. Like, I think Indiana Jones counts because for years it was a trilogy. Now there's a new movie that's great, but you could still call that original one the trilogy, right? Right. All right, so I'm going first, and I didn't have to think too long about this one, and I actually have a list of five. I don't have any cheats, although I'm sure you're going to remind me of something that I'm going to go like, oh, how did I not think of that? So let's see. Up first, and this one has to be obvious because it's one of my all-time favorite movies of all time, the original Star Wars trilogy. That's right. The OG Star Wars Empire Return of the Jedi. I mean, our son is named Luke. How could I not pick that? <laughs> um, I love Star Wars. I love the other ones. Well, I shouldn't say that. The new trilogy I love as well. But <laughs> if picking one, and you know, I like to always stick to like one per franchise yes. or whatever. So I definitely pick the original. But this third, the, the third trilogy, you know, the most recent ones is great as well. I, I really loved it all the way through. I'm not one of those that like didn't like one or the other. I thought they were all great, but I have to pick the original. Prequels, blah.
1: Trash.
0: Up next, I'm pretty sure you've got this one on there, Back to the Future. It's fantastic. Do I tell you? No, you don't have to tell me yet. Tell me afterwards, but okay. I'm just telling you. I'm pretty sure you've got that because Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly, Doc Brown, love it. I've watched it a million times. And one of the things that I did for mine, too, is that I want, I only pick trilogies where I feel like they're solid all the way through. Mm-hmm. I love every movie. Because there are some, like, for instance, you might be surprised I don't have The Godfather on here. But Godfather Part 3.
1: Left something to be desired. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's still. It's, well, I haven't seen them. I haven't watched it in years, to be fair. But my impression of Godfather Part 3. I've watched more recently, like, the first one. But my impression is it's not great. And if you go and watch clips of uh, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, Sofia Coppola is in the movie, and her acting's not great. And that's why. And that's what everyone will tell you.
1: She does some good directing. She's
0: an amazing director. And, you know, I mean, whatever. If I was a successful director and my daughter wanted to be in a movie, I'd put her in, too. So <laughs> I get it. You know, who cares? Whatever.
1: Poor Sofia.
0: I know. And I think people are harsh on people like that. I'm not going to be, like, all mad. But it is enough to make it so... That trilogy doesn't You're make my list. You're still
1: managing to spend a lot of time on something that wasn't. It's in not the top on five. my list. I'm
0: saying it's not on my list. All right. So Back to the Future is the next one. Then I got Indiana Jones the original trilogy. Now, I also am someone who really likes the third Indiana Jones or the new Indiana Jones, the fourth one.
1: One of the rare few.
0: Yes, but the original trilogy, like that's a solid blockbuster back to back. I even love. Uh, Temple of Doom, the middle one, even though it's very different in a lot of ways tonally, it's still a great movie to me. It's just part of it's just it's a weird part of it, but I love them all, so it's it's fantastic. Um, and yeah, that does make two trilogies featuring. Which you like Harrison better, Porter. Last
1: Crusade or Raiders of the last Ark?
0: If you catch me on a different day, I'll give you a different answer. They're both perfect movies. Um, they're definitely those two. I mean, I, I also love Temple of Doom, but those two are my two favorites. But it's hard. If, if I've just watched Raiders, that's my favorite. And if I've just watched Last Crusade, that's my favorite. It's really too hard to pick. They're absolute perfect movies. So I don't know. Which was your favorite of this?
1: Last Crusade, uh, yeah. by far.
0: I wouldn't say by far, because you got Marion Ravenwood in the first. Like, you have your best female character in the trilogy in the first one.
1: I don't like the violence. In the first one,
0: I think you forget how violent the third one is. I too. looked away. Yeah, well, I'm just saying they're <laughs> all they're all pretty much on par. Although Temple of Doom does ratchet it up a little bit there. So, um, next, I've got Lord of the Rings because, of course, I do. Fantastic! You choice. better.
1: I did a whole birthday party know. for
0: you. Love it. I, I love that I'm talking about the Peter Jackson, you know, films. Um, and of course, the extended editions are the best. Of course, um, they're fantastic. Just a
1: reminder: I threw Phil a surprise birthday party, where, um, and this was like early in our marriage, and I set yeah, up a viewing of all three extended edition movies back to back at our apartment. And people came and go. There was some people that stayed the whole time, um, and I made Lord of the Rings themed snacks. Yeah, all everything night.
0: was ring hmm Onion rings, ring yeah, pops. ring pops. Shrimp ring. hmm There's a lot of other stuff, too, that you... I, I can't remember others. I made
1: eggnog ice cream, but I don't remember how that was I don't was know. Waiting. You had all kinds
0: of clever ways to did make it. it.
1: And then the bathroom was the shire, <laughs> and I put, like, it. little streamers up.
0: And it was great. Like, only a few people actually made it all the way through with me.
1: But you had a lot of people a come. A lot of like, people came, yeah. and, and, you know, we had a tiny apartment, so we couldn't have, like, the 30 people that came yeah. through at once. That but was it a
0: little one-bedroom, one-bath. Yeah, like,
1: it was definitely fun to have people come throughout. And, uh, and you, like, I don't know, I felt like you guys talked, you know. Yeah, well, During it was. The non, non
0: it's it's not like scenes. we were in a movie theater. So it was like we went on an adventure with them. And it's like it's like a 12 hour thing to watch mm-hmm. them all back to back, you know? So we're not. T- and we only break- took breaks on when you had to change the discs out because right. there are multiple discs.
1: And the know? sun was like coming up.
0: Yeah, it went through the night. It was pretty great. So Lord of the Rings is definitely on my list. And finally, and this might get bumped for something else, but this is the only. This is the top I could think of. Unless there's some other thing that you remind me of. Do you have a guess what the last one is?
1: Austin Powers?
0: No. I love the original okay, Austin Powers. Okay, hold on, hold on. Diminishing returns in that one, though.
1: Spider-Man? 2002?
0: I thought about that with Tobey Maguire. I do love it. And I do like Spider-Man 3 a lot. And maybe I should bump it. I don't know. Naked Gun. Naked Gun is my next one, yes. That's that's tough. Spider-Man was the other one that I wrestled with. But I think, even though I really do like Spider-Man 3, I think that makes it so that, for me, Naked Gun is more solid all the time. I mean, it's Leslie Nielsen's perfect trilogy.
1: Naked Gun was the first slapstick movie I ever saw. And, uh, of course, my dad showed it to me. Because I I saw all the movies with my dad. Um, That were slightly inappropriate. Um, But... That I just fell in love with Slapstick. That first Naked Gun movie.
0: Like spoof movies? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love those. They're so funny. So that's that's it for me. That's my top five trilogies. And I really only mentioned a couple things that aren't on the list. I wasn't even going to say Spider-Man except you brought it up. So
1: Oh, you were looking for a way. You're like, guess. Guess. <laughs> so
0: you can talk about more. That, that one was a tough, but... I, All right, I, I we did have some overlap. How many overlaps in our top five?
1: One, two.
0: Only two. Well, I know the two. It's Back to the Future and Indiana Jones. Yes. All right, what else did you put?
1: Um, I just have to say Back to the Future, they're so perfect. Yeah. For me, I think that's a perfect trilogy. I like Back to the Future too. like with the future stuff, just blew my mind. And then all of a sudden you go back and take us back west, and of course the originals just perfection. It's such a good movie.
0: Let's not forget that I do another podcast. Uh, Alex Beheaton is my friend that is about Alex Beheaton played great. by Michael J. Fox, he's, who is Marty McFly. It's
1: so. amazing. Um, yes, Indiana Jones. I believe I saw Last Crusade first.
0: That's very possible.
1: And that's why I like it Because that the most. one came
0: out in 89, whereas the other ones were, like, I was in kindergarten, I think, when Temple of Doom came out.
1: Yeah, know? and then I remember, I'm like, well, I'm going to watch the other two, and I don't know, they scared me, and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, the, I'm not sure, but I think. Or I was old enough to, like, appreciate it. Yeah. Um. Next one is... Anne of Green Gables.
0: Now, see, I also considered that, but <laughs> Because the, the
1: first two were so amazing.
0: Yeah, but the third one is such a And they a changed dud. my life. It wrecked it for me.
1: Um, And I'm in this Anne of Green Gables group, and, like, I don't know. They share some stuff about the third one that makes me want to watch it again. Like? I don't know. Like, they compare it to things and to the story. I just... I think the first two movies are so perfect. I can't. Not I do put too.
0: It. What bugs me about the third one is first of all, it feels cheap. It does not feel like as well made as the other. And second of all, there's perfectly good tons of Anna of Green Gables, ton of, of Anne stories that Lucy Maude Montgomery wrote mm-hmm. that even dealt with the war like they did, but in a much more authentic way. You know, more accurate to how it would have been at the time. And I feel like they could have made some effort to actually adapt the material instead of just going up and making their own stuff. It just wrecks it for me. Because the first two, I mean, they did, you know, use some liberty and they added a couple little storylines here and there, but it was more or less faithful to a lot of the stuff that was written. Whereas the third one is just. It's just out
1: there. Off in its own world. Right. I get it, but Santa Green Gables. I know. I'm just like saying that I there. did
0: consider that, but that's I could not include it because of okay. the
1: one. Um, I put Spider-Man, the 2002 yeah. version with Tobey Maguire. Um, I liked all of them. I wasn't a big like superhero person. Before that movie.
0: I made you go to see the original and, one like five times. Or yeah,
1: <laughs> and I really wanted to. I really loved it. I really loved the lo- love story.
0: Upside Down Kiss. That's and what you like. <laughs>
1: I liked the Upside Down Kiss, but I also liked the relationships. Like, it wasn't all about boom, bam, you know, like, let's fight all the time. It really had good acting, and it really built the relationship so you actually cared about it.
0: Well, I think I, I think that it. was a huge key for making that. It's why it was so widely popular because, you know, and, and to a certain degree, some of the other more recent ones have done that. But they tapped into that. And as much as I love like the Tim Burton Batmans or whatever, those are comic book Tim Burton movies. You don't ever feel for like Batman's love interest. Any in of those, like I know Vicky Vale's in the first one. I can't even remember who they have in the others. Right, like right. Yeah, and, and the old Superman ones, I feel like they did pretty good with Lois Lane.
1: It was okay, but it was just like...
0: they, But they nailed it with Spider-Man. Yeah,
1: it, it came into its own. Um, And then I chose Star Wars episodes 7, 8, and 9.
0: The new trilogy.
1: Yeah. All right, right.
0: I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, like the, the most recent one.
1: Yeah. I don't have the nostalgia for Star Wars. When I first met you, I thought the Ewok movie was Star Wars.
0: Let's not... Don't remind me.
1: <laughs> and I enjoyed... There's two Ewok movies. And then the first time I saw Star Wars was the George Lucas remaster. Which
0: don't count.
1: Um, so I, I, of course, enjoyed them. And they definitely... I wouldn't have liked 7, 8, and 9... If I didn't have those as a basis. But I just think Ray is the hero we need. No, I love the new ones. Like I said Kylo Ren, I mean even my sister, who's very like anti Star Wars, likes
0: she's just in love with Adam Driver. (laughs) She'll watch anything with him.
1: She likes Kylo. I'm
0: not saying she doesn't like Star Wars, but if Adam Driver wasn't Kylo Ren, I doubt she would have gone to see those movies.
1: Um, so anyways, and then my honorable mention, which was on the list, but I traded it out for Star Wars Episode 7, 8, and 9, is Lord of the Rings. okay. Because, um, I, uh, always thought those books were a little dense.
0: They are very dense.
1: (laughs) Gave them a try. Um, my sister's dad, um, read, you know, read them to us aloud. And I just never really got into it. But the movies, I was into.
0: Alright, speaking of your family, I have to tell, since we're talking about Lord of the Rings, the story of seeing Return of the King with your mom in the theater. (laughs) So, as you can imagine, this being one of my top movies, you know, I mean, not just trilogies, but movies. Like, Lord of the Rings was huge. They always came out near my birthday.
1: Right around your birthday. And so I
0: went to go see them for my birthday each year. That was, like, my celebration when those came out. And then the Star Wars movies were coming out near my birthday as well. What else? Hobbit movies did too. To a lesser, you know. Anyway, so Return of the King comes around. As you know, these are like huge epic, you know, two over two hour movies. We're two movies in and Return of the King comes out for, you know, this is the third one. It's huge. Where, you know, it's thousand pages of text that you would have had to read, mm. or, you know, five hours worth of movie to catch up to this, right? Right. And you and I are going to go see it, and your mom says she's gonna join us. So first of all, she shows up just a little bit into the movie, like, what I missed, you know. And oh, all, yeah, already that's I'm right. like, okay, this is a trouble. And then, you know, it's again a very dense storyline, you know, and, and what are those little guys? Why are they so short? And I'm like, Janelle... I, I got to move down. I, think I can't I do this. Traded you traded with me. I couldn't do it. it I'm like, this is too important. I can't, I can't answer questions in this movie. Like, I can't do this.
1: And I think I said, just scoot down a couple seats. <laughs> I'll I'll help, mom.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I can't. I'm, it's too important to me. And I can't. Who like,
1: are those guys? I'm like, it's not important. Are
0: they good? Or, you just were telling her like they're good. They're bad. Like you know. <laughs>
1: it's an elf. It's a dwarf.
0: But I'm like, I can't. I have to be. I have to be focused on this movie. <laughs> yes. So. Imagine trying to like catch up on Lord of the Rings, like jumping in at Return of the King, like a little a bit little late bit into, the, into movie. the movie. Who is that? Who is this guy? <laughs> Why does he have such big ears?
1: <laughs> yes. Um, so. anyway. Yeah. But uh, I really did enjoy Lord of the Rings and I had a little bit, you know, of when, you know, my sister's dad read it to us when we'd visit. So I did have a little background knowledge, but yeah. the movies really
0: I'm not going to try to get you to read the trilogy anytime soon. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, that's our top five, guys. And we are going to jump into a very quick movie time. Movie time.
1: We did watch a movie. We
0: actually watched two movies this week. We did. We have to go into our. Um, uh, oh
1: right, I forgot. Our
0: Marvel movie because we have to mention it. We're doing our Marvel series. You know, we watched through Agents of Shield and Agent Carter and jumped right to the point in Agents of Shield season two where it leads right into Avengers: Age of Ultron. It's such a great thing too because, and this happened in real time. I watched the episode at home. And at the end of this episode, they said, oh, it's time to call in the Avengers. And oh, then, then I drove the to the Avengers. movie theater and watched it and it up right where it left off.
1: That was pretty That's cool. That's some
0: good synergy there. What did you think of Age of Ultron?
1: I really liked it, especially, like we said, after watching WandaVision. Those characters meant a lot more right. to me now.
0: I, I mean, honestly, for me, too. Like, I enjoyed Age of Ultron a lot when it came out. I really liked it. But if you were to ask me to rank, like, the Avengers movies, it's the it's my number four out of four. Or it would have been. I don't know. It would be interesting to see how we rank it coming up. But I really, really enjoyed it a lot more because of those relationships and seeing that. Plus, it was fun watching it with the kids because they know Wanda and Vision from WandaVision, so and they were super stoked on it. Audrey
1: that. is obsessed with Wanda and Vision. Yes. She loves Love that. their so characters.
0: She was really excited for them to finally be in it, so... I thought it was really fun. It, it, to me, it was better than when than my memory of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, went yeah. up on my list.
1: It was good. And then, keeping in the superhero theme, we watched uh, another movie called uh, Thunder Force.
0: Yes, this one just you. We didn't watch this with the kids, but um, it's on uh, Netflix. It's like a PG thirteen superhero comedy, and uh, it's it's Melissa McCarthy. And, and Octavia and Spencer Octavia Spencer and they're like uh, they become superheroes through like scientific experimentation and it's just in fun their 40s. and funny. Yeah, they're like in their forties. She's got like a, you know, seventeen year old daughter, Octavia Spencer does and
1: fifteen.
0: Fifteen? Okay, whatever. Point is an <laughs> older teenage daughter, they're they're old and they're, you know, out of shape. They have a hard time like climbing in their car, but they have these superpowers. And there's just a lot of good comedy to be mined from that. It's fun. It was fun. Um, very silly, you know, but it's on Netflix. So if you got it, it's worth the. Ch- it's worth the. It's the number watch.
1: three movie yeah. in America. And I'd
0: say it's pretty squarely PG thirteen, like you know, with the language and whatnot. But mm-hmm. it's, there's nothing like over the top gross or anything. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't watch it with the kids though.
0: No, but Jason Bateman's bit in it is oh really fun. Oh my gosh,
1: so. guys! Uh, it's worth Jason it just Bateman. for him
0: alone. All right, and that's movie time. Like I said, quick, and um, we got another important thing to talk about here. So we're gonna jump into video games.
1: Video games. Video. We haven't done video games in a long time. No,
0: and I love hearing cute looks.
1: Talk video so. games.
0: Um, we have we've played a lot of games in the time since we've covered it. I'm not going to go through all of it because I have a list here of like 12 games I've played that we don't have to go through all. But there's a reason that I'm making us do it now. Um,
1: To talk about the longing? To
0: talk about the longing, (laughs) yes. Um, I'm just going to read a list so that my brain allows me to check this off. I will read a list without any comment about the games we've played. And that will allow my brain... To so turn it off, it. and then I can delete them and start fresh.
1: Okay, that's good. So
0: I'm just going to read it with no comment. Let's you ready? See. Let's see if I can do it. These are the games we've played since last.
1: We did video we games. We did video games.
0: Guacamelee! 2, and actually the first one as well. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Super Mario 3D World and Bar- Bowser's Fury. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, Watermelon Party. Evo Land, Dr. Mario. Clubhouse Games, 8-Minute Empire, and Pikmin 3. I did it. I read a list without commenting on any of them, even though I'll it was I'll comment hard.
1: on one for you, because I know you want to see
0: uh-huh. it. Uh-huh.
1: Um, in Animal Crossing, we celebrated our one-year anniversary of having the game.
0: It was like a month ago, but yes.
1: Yes, and they had the Mario upgrades.
0: That's right. A lot of cool new stuff in there. So, But it's a telling that we didn't do prom. Like, we missed prom.
1: We missed prom? Yeah. Did we do prom last year?
0: No, it was new.
1: I can't believe we missed prom. I know.
0: It's because, you know, that's what happens with Animal Crossing. We love it. We're obsessed with it for a long time. And then eventually, you know, you move on. And that's okay. We got a lot of hours out of it. And we'll go back and visit it sometimes. But, you know.
1: Well, Pokemon Snap is coming.
0: Pokemon Snap is coming. And that's...
1: That's going to be the new.
0: Okay. But this game I have to talk about, it's called The Longing. And it just came out on Nintendo Switch. But it's been out on Steam I don't know. I'm not sure if it's on, like, you know, iPhone or whatever. But it's definitely been on Steam for, like, I don't know, a few months at least. So this game is really interesting. It's sort of a... It's very meta. It's not like a traditional video game in any sense. It's more of like a, a, a passive, like, time-passing video game. Mm-hmm. But basically the story is this. it's based on some sort of a German uh, myth or legend where this king, this giant, you know, magical king goes into a cave And he's gonna go rest for 400 days. And he has this little, like, creepy guy that, like, helps him out and watches over him. He's called a shade. And he tells the shade, who is what you play as, you know, I'm gonna sleep for 400 days, wake me after 400 days. And then he, like, goes to sleep and he becomes part of the cave, like, turns into like a giant stalactite. And he sits there, and then you have to wait for 400 days. And it plays out in real time. Which, for those doing the math, 400 days is over a year in real time. Uh So if you're to play this game from start to finish, it would take you a year in real time. What happens is, you know, you play it. Let's say I was to go in there and I have the guy start walking to another room. And if I turn the game off, it's still playing passively. So when I come back in the next time, he'll have walked to wherever I told him to walk to. He moves really slow. Everything is very slow paced. It's really weird. Um, And some of the activities you do, like you can do a little drawing and you put it up on your wall. You can start a fire. You wander around and collect moss. But it's all very slow paced, which sounds weird. It is weird. It's bizarre. But one of the things you can do if you do these different activities, it helps the time to pass faster. So if you don't want to play for a whole year, you know, if you draw a picture and you put it up on the wall in the game, it makes the time pass a little quicker, right? Um, There's various things that you can do. One of the things you can do... And this is the reason why I'm even going into such detail about this game. One of the things you can do is you can have your guy read a book. And, you like, get these little books that you unlock within the game. You have him sit in a chair and you can tell him to read. And he'll sit there and page through a book. But they actually have books loaded into the game. And they're, like, uh, public domain things. So, for instance, I've only gotten one so far, although you can unlock more. Uh, I have Moby Dick in there, right? Yeah. Like Herman Melville, public domain. And so what you can do, you put him in there, and if you have him read passively, like you, he'll just kind of flip through the pages and actually shows it go past all the text of the book, but you can turn that off. Oh, and that makes the time go faster if you have him read, right? That's one of the things you can do. But you can read it actively, so you can turn that off, and it actually has the full text of the entire Moby Dick in this game on Switch. Do
1: I hear of fiction books?
0: Yes.
1: Uh- a merge
0: s- a subcategory a mashup that's right it's a subcategory i'm not doing anything i'm just doing <laughs> a subcategory of fiction books within our video game section
1: you like fiction books fiction books is one of my favorite kinds of books do you like, you like fiction? fiction like it. I, I try to love it that's crazy. that's crazy i've never met anyone else who likes fiction
0: That's right, folks. I am going to read the entire book of Moby Dick by Herman Melville, which I've never read all the way through before. In high school, I was never assigned it, but we did read, like, some long excerpts and did, like, some study on parts of it. But I've never read it all the way through. And I don't know. It's a very, very long book. And it's a lot of, like, dense and archaic language. And I'm super excited. I'm already, like, a couple chapters in. And I'm reading the entire thing. So I'm going to be updating you guys on reading Moby Dick within the game The Longing on my Nintendo Switch as things progress. So far, um, I've met Ishmael, and he's told me about how much he is excited about going to the sea and about how it always calls to you and the deep, inherent longing that men have for the sea, which fits with the theme of The Longing, which is the game. (laughs) So, that's what I'm doing. I'm reading Moby Dick in a video game.
1: In... Our subcategory.
0: That's right, fiction books within video games. That's exciting stuff. You got to admit, and I'm wondering too. Like, I wish there was a way to find out because I feel like if I really do accomplish this, there can't be that many people that are actually reading all of Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure somebody else will, but I doubt. I think I'm going to be in a pretty small club.
1: I think you are.
0: So if anyone out there has ever heard of someone else reading all of Moby Dick on it, because I kind of searched around and didn't find anyone making a big deal about it. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see. There you go. So, and has anyone else actually read Moby Dick? Any experience with that? I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it as I go through it. So you can write to us at show at gmail.com and tell us.
1: I've read uh, Old Man and the Sea.
0: Yeah, not by Herman Melville, but it is about the ocean.
1: It's oceany.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember if I read that one or not. I read, that's Hemingway, right? Ernest Hemingway? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Well, if I'm wrong, I'll probably clip this out and no one will ever know I was wrong. <laughs> anyway, I, I read... I, when I was the type of person in high school, when I was assigned to read a book, I read the book. I was not a Cliff Notes type person. Did you? Cliff Notes? It? No,
1: I, I read the books, but I did have to Cliff Notes some of them. I was... Like, not not instead.
0: Like, in just addition Just to, to help to me, because...
1: Gotcha. It was a lot. Like, my Antonia... And uh Great Gatsby and Old man in the Sea I, I read all these in one year Uh red Bad- red badge of courage like I needed somebody to walk me through the yeah. symbolism Just a little my my English teacher like he I don't know he he was a good he was a good teacher he had some really creative like, Things he did. Like, we had to do these like speeches and these essays where he'd only give us like an hour to write them and we had to write to the prompt. But he wasn't a very like um, conversational teacher. Hmm. He was a man of very few words. He wanted to let the literature speak for itself. So I needed somebody to yeah, help yeah, me out it's there. Tough.
0: Even like for me reading Moby Dick now, I'm it's totally within my range. But it's a challenging text and it's the kind of thing where in high school I appreciated some commentary even for the chunks that you yeah. did read, you know. And
1: because we didn't have the internet, yeah. like you didn't have like the commentary to on the internet to look well, at. You look
0: up what a word means so or right.
1: I really I really I would read the books, but I also It's got Also to a, a very books. different
0: approach though when you have to read something for a class and you're analyzing, you're going it through it bit by bit or mm-hmm. when you're just reading for fun. Yeah, there's much less stress involved, and to me, like it makes it easier because you know when you stop and talk about a chapter to death, it, it you lose the flow. You know, yeah. it's it's easy to get bogged down in details and then not enjoy the book. And I mean, I understand it's important to do literary analysis as a part of school, but it's a very different experience reading just as yeah. an adult for fun. You know, I agree. But I like to read. So, and it's fiction. Any fiction books you're reading now that I've talked about mine?
1: I'm uh, still reading um,
0: Story Thieves. Story
1: Thieves, the first one. I'm almost done. Yeah? I don't get to read for fun a lot.
0: I know. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay.
1: I am going to start Island of the Blue Dolphins in a couple weeks with my class.
0: Ooh, that's fun. I do love that. I'm also finishing the Percy Jackson series. And uh, that's pretty, that's been fun.
1: And Audrey just read a five hundred page novel in a day.
0: Yeah, it was impressive. <laughs> um, we got the new James Riley book, and she like just plowed through it in twenty four hours. She's
1: all oh, so good. That girl can read.
0: Yeah, well, because on top of that, like I'm reading the On the Run series with the kids, and they read with my dad, mm-hmm. and they're reading two different books with him depending on the night I read, of the week,
1: um, or they're reading. Prince and the Popper, which yeah, is like the
0: Mark Twain original,
1: really dense.
0: Yes, we've said dense a lot this this dense,
1: show. Dense, 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 dense. No,
0: but um, it is. It's a lot of archaic language, um, but they they love it. They've also read like other Gordon Corman, like Ungifted with him, and they've read Poppy by Avi, and whatever the sequel was to that one. So they've they've done a lot. And I read The Princess Bride with them not too long ago, so. There's a lot of reading going on <laughs> with our kids, and it makes me very proud.
1: It's good. Read it's with your kids. everyone, if you thing do the most.
0: Yeah. Love it. So, anyway, I'll be updating everyone about Moby Dick um, as we go through. It might take a while, because it's not, you know, I have to, like, fire up a video game and go to a specific place in it to read, so it's not, like, one I'm reading as I'm falling asleep in bed or whatever. So, it's probably going to be slow going, but... Um, I got 400 days to read it, according to the game, so should be fun.
1: You'll do it before that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, um, with that, I think we're going to uh, bring this episode to a close, yes? Yeah. We uh, really appreciate you guys being here. Thanks for listening with us. Yeah. Please don't forget to check out our uh, live stream, Popbox Presents, uh, this Saturday with MAP, Josh Dooley and MAP, and anything else?
1: No, there is nothing else.
0: Okay, make sure you write to us. Tell us your top trilogies or any other things you want to share with us at Show at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you again next week. So for the Mandarian Orange Show, I'm Phil.
1: And I'm Janelle.
0: And we talk so you don't have to.